Tune into my next episode with Jensen, who is from the Philippines, living in Beijing for the past several years, and has an art and design business. You don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Are We Home Yet podcast, where we talk to expats about what it's like living abroad, and they tell their stories, whether it's the struggles, the joys, falling in love, raising a family, managing a business in another country, and maybe still searching for that place they will one day call home. This is a place where you can listen, the guests and hosts will share, and maybe we'll all learn from these stories that we're all connected in what home means to each of us. I'm your host, Jalila Clark. Welcome to the show. All right, so welcome back to the Are We Home Yet podcast. Today I have uh, the pleasure of interviewing Jensen. How are you? I'm great. Uh, a lovely afternoon here in Beijing. How about you, Clark? How okay, are you? Great, you're great. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. So you're currently living in Beijing. How long have you lived there? Uh, already seven years. I'm already in China for like almost eight years. Mm-hmm. I was in Guangdong for one year mm-hmm. and then moved to Beijing. Oh, okay. So like, tell me like, what are like, maybe like the differences and similarities of Guangdong and Beijing? Well, I would say where I was living uh, before, it was kind of like a suburb. And mm-hmm. uh, now I'm in, you know, uh, in the city, uh, mm-hmm. almost in the city center of Beijing. So I'm having more access to, you know, many things over here than where, where I was uh, in Guangdong. Mm-hmm. I was uh, quite far away from, from everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I was close to my work though. Okay, okay. And so yeah, so so what work do you do? I came to China to teach art and mm-hmm. I am also a professional artist. So I've been exhibiting my works here and also in other countries. Okay. And I'm also um yeah, I, I started in the Philippines where I uh came from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, you know, so what made you choose China, you know, to pursue your art as opposed to like any other place? Yeah, that's actually um, uh, a good question because I didn't really choose China. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I was going to China. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to Vietnam first when I left my country. Mm-hmm. I went there to also teach uh, visual arts and mm-hmm. I worked at the American School of Vietnam. I loved my experiences over there. I had two amazing uh, years in, in Vietnam, two and a half years actually. Mm-hmm. And it was really wonderful as well. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I felt like there was a, a force, you know, pulling me out of there to mm-hmm. uh, find out what's what's out there what's outside of 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 vietnam but i didn't know where where it was actually mm-hmm. so um on my second year i started applying at many different schools almost around the world mm-hmm. but uh it was this school in in china in guangdong who contacted me and pursued my application so then i said to myself yeah why not uh, I haven't been there. It will be a great experience maybe for me. And I love to to experience different cultures and to be in, in another place. Mm-hmm. What was it that drew you to art? And, and how long have you been an artist? Well, uh, my, my, my father is actually an artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, the 
Moreno's side, you know, and my, my father's side, uh, they all have this artistic inclination. And uh, we can also see that in uh, this generation of, uh, of our clan. And um, yeah, uh, they told me that they saw me drawing already when I was like one and a half years old, not even two years old. I was already mm. uh, drawing everywhere on the soil and, and uh, drawing on books. When I was a kid and I remember that I was, you know, making all these uh, scribbles on the walls of our bedrooms as well. Mm-hmm. So I was really into art. And um, of course, uh, when when I started schooling in elementary, high school, then I got more exposure and my teachers discovered that I was uh, good in art mm-hmm. and they, they, they started to ask me to join art competitions or do uh, some art projects, you mm-hmm. know, and, uh, stuff like that. So uh, I realized I would need to take up uh, a course related to art. So mm-hmm. when I went to college, I took up a Bachelor of Fine Arts and Design major in painting. When you relocated to China, you worked on your art. And now I'm speaking to you because, you know, you you have a business. You have an art gallery. We do mm-hmm. have a business. Uh, mm-hmm. We are a design, art and design company. Okay. So basically, we, we design. And uh, recently, we had a project in Shanghai where we designed uh, on merchandise. And my paintings uh, were printed on different kinds of merchandise. Mm-hmm. And it was used at... Uh, hotel in Shanghai mm-hmm. and also organize art exhibitions but may- mainly for myself and mm-hmm. sometimes for me and my students mm-hmm. and for other artists mm-hmm. uh, so that's basically what what we do and uh, we want to focus more on that in the future and uh, of course I still commission paintings or artworks when when I'm asked Mm-hmm. And at the moment, I'm teaching full time. I'm a, I'm a full time visual arts teacher. And so, so like, I mean, were you an entrepreneur before China, like, like in the Philippines? And and if not, then then what prompted you to to actually, you know, like create a business yeah. here? Yeah, actually, I was just talking about it to my old um, teachers mm-hmm. uh, in the Philippines. Um, yesterday because they they also asked me the same the same question mm-hmm. basically i i got into you know uh doing business or making money uh when i was just uh, a kid mm-hmm. um but maybe i don't know it maybe it was in me already before and uh you know uh, as i grew older uh, the people around me also my mother uh, kind of like influenced me to to do some uh, businesses. Mm-hmm. So when when I was in high school, I remember like uh, my classmates asked were asking me to uh, make uh, a, a drawing or art project for them, and they paid me for that. So I was like, oh, nice! You can actually earn some uh, some money from from making art or from drawing mm-hmm. or painting. So I started earning money from that, and then I also um, uh, sold some some things, and I opened up my own uh, fashion gallery in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was uh, I was getting you know uh, some branded clothes or like jewelries in in Vietnam, and I was uh, selling it in the Philippines. 
Mm-hmm. I also um, designed some uh, accessories before, uh, and we sold it in bazaars, mm-hmm. like that. I and um, I opened up my own art studio where I was also teaching, you know, young uh, kids uh, with art, and that was like in two thousand seven when I first op- opened my uh, art studio in the Philippines, and then uh, organized exhibitions for me and the students. Hey, if you're enjoying the show, make sure you subscribe and join our community via Facebook and Instagram by typing in Are We Home Yet Podcast and Twitter by typing in Are We Home Yet Pod, where we share resources, you can interact with our guest, and you have a chance to tell your story as a former, current, or future expat, and of course, be a part of our community. The social media links are also at the bottom of the page on the arewehomeyetpodcast.com website as well. Okay, back to the show. Okay, and so, you know, in creating your business here in China, like, who did you seek out to, to help you create the business? Because there are, the, you know, many things that go into creating a business and making sure it runs successfully. Um, so like, you know, like help with taxes, marketing, you know, mm-hmm. like the the actual, like the, the, the building that you're going to be in, like all kinds of mm-hmm. things like that. So mm-hmm. how did you find the help that you needed? Where did you find the resources that you needed? Well, a few years ago, uh, me and my husband were thinking about, yeah, maybe it's it's good to have our own, you know, company and have our own business. But mm-hmm. it 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 wasn't really like, you know, we were paying so much attention on it because we were both busy working mm-hmm. uh, as teachers and uh, as a teacher, you devote yourself to to teaching so much, and uh, you get asked to do all these extra you know, uh, lessons, you know, during the weekends or stuff like that, because there's so much market in terms of art and sports as well um, here in China. So uh, that was at the back of our minds long time ago. And uh, we didn't actually expect that it will be happening to us uh, in uh, 2019. So um, it just happened because I met... uh, uh, a friend of mine and then um yeah she 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 was friends with with somebody who has uh his own company in uh shanghai actually mm-hmm. and then he told me that oh uh, there's already a bunch of filipinos who are having uh businesses here and having uh, established companies here in shanghai mm-hmm. so oh really i said because we've been thinking about having our own and uh you know, creating my my own brand and my own company. So uh, then he said to me, "Oh, I my uh, my accountant and some friends of mine can help you to put up your own business." So then it started from from that. Okay. And I got all the help I needed, and I, I had, uh, you know, um, all the information and knowledge that I had mm-hmm. to you uh, to start with. Were you ever worried about your business not working out, like there not being enough interest, you know, in the business or enough profit? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, for sure. Yes, uh, that's always um, 
uh, at the back of our mind, you know. But at the moment, um, as long as uh, I have a stable income and uh, I'm doing projects from time to time, I think uh, it's fine. You'll never know when the business will be very, very successful or, you know, I, I cannot say that uh, the business is that successful yet, Or, mm-hmm. but I cannot also say that the business is, is not that successful, mm-hmm. you know. So we just started uh, uh, late, 2019 just before the the pandemic started so Mm -hmm. and then we didn't do anything for six months because there was nothing to and no uh, businesses uh uh in terms of i i think uh, most of the uh, uh, businesses closed uh during that time Mm -hmm. so we waited until after six months we got uh, a project to work on it and we focused on that and uh we started to get some other projects as well so uh that that kept us you know uh pursuing what mm-hmm. what we, we we are envisioning with we, what we want to do but mm-hmm. of course at the same time um it has been very very busy for me so i asked my assistant to do a lot of things for for me and for the company mm-hmm. and um yeah, in terms of um, you know uh, the sales and uh, and the profit, um, I would say yeah, it, it's not easy. It, mm-hmm. It's not easy at the moment, but mm-hmm. uh, I think we we just focus on not stopping and just we try to reach our goal. And you know, um, it doesn't matter how long it takes because as long as uh, we're doing it, then I guess every little steps count. So, you know, so I'll touch on that. What are some struggles and joys of being a business owner? Well, uh, for the struggles, I think the uh, when you do business in China, mm-hmm. it's mainly the communication part. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was dealing with suppliers, it wasn't that easy because, uh, you know, of the language barrier. Mm-hmm. And sometimes uh, you you kind of um, assume uh, what they were saying um, into something else, but actually that's not what they're trying to to tell you. So that was the 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 one of the struggles. And the joys maybe one of the joys is that I get to travel. You know, I get to to meet more people uh, in the business and learned I learned a lot actually uh, on how to deal with uh, business people and suppliers and um, those kinds of things that I didn't experience when I was working uh, for a company when mm-hmm. I was an, uh, an employee and so 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 you're a wife and a mom and a business owner so how do you juggle all of those responsibilities and and kind of like make everything work out um it's difficult mm-hmm. because uh, everything takes time mm-hmm. and uh having two little kids uh actually is is making it a little bit um unbearable for me sometimes mm-hmm. because uh they they need my attention so mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. and of course my husband also but I, i'm i'm very thankful that that my husband is quite supportive of me and is mm-hmm. uh is always help, helpful uh 
to me mm-hmm. to to you know to just support me and let me do what I wanted to do mm-hmm. because um it's difficult it's difficult to juggle family life and mm-hmm. and the career and even now that I need to do some more paintings you know during my holiday mm-hmm. uh because this is the time where I can when uh I can do all these things and do all these interviews as well you know the, mm-hmm. I've been asked by many people to do this and that but mm-hmm. I cannot say yes to to all of them mm-hmm. so we choose me and my assistant we we talk and we um you know somehow plan our things and she's also very busy because she's she's also working for for her um parents company she's based in the philippines but we've been working together for such a long time uh since um the first art exhibition in uh in vietnam mm-hmm. so that was in 2011 it actually works even if we're working remotely or working together it's actually working for us because most of the things that we do are uh digital mm-hmm. um yeah i just need to make sure that i manage my time uh well mm-hmm. if not then uh i need her to remind me of the things that i need to do mm-hmm. if I, I i forget something or stuff like that and uh yeah having a very uh, supportive husband uh, and partner in life is very very important because we work together as a team you know to achieve a certain goal so if i don't have that support system with me then i cannot do it all by myself mm-hmm. and so so what's your day to day like at work and then away from work when you have downtime well at work it's been very busy recently cuz i i'm now teaching six times a week Mm-hmm. I love my job. I love to be with kids, especially uh, you know, on all of those art making processes that we we uh, do every day. Uh, I love it so much. I I feel like you know it's difficult for me to give up teaching art, and it's also mm-hmm. difficult for me um, to not be uh, a full time artist <laughs> at the mm-hmm. same time. So you know, to be um, enjoying and um getting uh different kinds of fulfillment in, in those two areas of my life is is it's such a wonderful uh, thing mm-hmm. and a wonderful feeling and at the same time i get a lot of happiness from my family from my kids and uh of course from time to time we experience uh some problems some you know struggles difficulties we need to deal with mm-hmm. but i guess they're just normal because otherwise we don't learn mm-hmm. and we need to learn from those experiences mm-hmm. you know it's not easy it's not easy for some it looks easy they always ask me that how can you do this <laughs> mm-hmm. how can you be you know uh having uh, children and a family and your career and still painting and still teaching uh, six days a week mm-hmm. uh, maybe because I have also learned uh, self-discipline a lot mm-hmm. from uh, such a very young age when I was like you know taking care of my siblings as well and I was mm-hmm. like managing the, the house and doing all the budget I learned that from uh, such a young age and mm-hmm. Um, yeah, having having a child also for uh, at such a young age, so that kind of directed my path, you know, to working hard, to uh, 
being more focused in life and um, just basically uh, being very determined to achieving achieving my goals and mm-hmm. uh, through that I became successful um, every every art exhibitions that uh, that we had were very successful so mm-hmm. I'm really thankful and happy about that mm-hmm. what was the visa process like I mean was it difficult was it pretty simple oh yeah um uh, when I came to China, um, I didn't have any, I didn't encounter any problems with, with mm-hmm. any yeah, uh, uh, visa issues. I came here, you know, with a, a working visa because, you know, for teachers, they, the schools always provide the, the working visa. So that mm-hmm. has never been uh, an issue. Where do you see your business in the next few years? Like, where do you hope it to be in the next few years? Well, of course, just like any other businesses, you always hope to expand and to explore more, uh, you know, uh, areas and how you can make your business grow. Mm -hmm. But I would say it's not, uh, you know, my goal is not only on a personal matter. I want, I really want to help uh, people and to create jobs for people. Maybe I have that, you know, kind of uh, humanitarian uh, uh, character in me that uh, mm-hmm. I've always helped people. I, I, I'm always re- willing to help, but in a way, now in a way that it can sustain their lives, you know, and not just, yeah, you give money and, and that's it. They use it for, uh, you know, a certain amount of time, but mm-hmm. uh, it will be best if, you know, in the future I can create something to sustain lives of people, um, especially in the Philippines. You know, I, I grew up in the Philippines and I've seen poverty uh, around me. I've seen the gap between, you know, the low class, middle class and the uh, high class people. So, um, yeah, having seen that, I I always... Of course, I take pride of, you know, of my culture and where I'm coming from, all the good morals and values that I've I've learned, you know, uh, being surrounded by uh, wonderful people in the Philippines. But at the same time, uh, there are still a lot of people who who need help over Mm -hmm. there in in terms of uh, financial sustainability. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so then, you know, you mentioned financial sustainability, you know, back home. So, so then I guess I, I wonder, like, I mean, what's your quality of life here compared to there? Like, I mean, it sounds like it is better, like in terms of cost of living, salary, what's it like? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Also, I've just uh, talked about this uh, yesterday with with my teachers because mm-hmm. I have um, a best friend who's working also uh, as a an art teacher, a professor in the Philippines. And mm-hmm. um, of course, when I told her about you know what I I, I was getting here and, and how much money I was making here, she was like, "Oh my God, that's already you know uh, a combination of all." All the te- the teachers over here, wow. salary uh, teacher salary over here. And I was like, yeah, this is you know what I'm getting here now, and this is my kind of like my my career status at the moment, and uh, to be also in demand in terms of your you know your job. Uh, sometimes it gets overwhelming, but uh, on the other hand, you know, I'm just thankful that. I'm in this position right now. 
um, comparing to, of course, uh, when I was starting in the Philippines, there was nowhere, uh, you know, this much. Uh, but when I actually when I had a business there, I was yeah yeah start, uh, I I started to get uh, more income when I had my business, but uh, as an employee, mm-hmm. uh, definitely not. Um, and yeah, the lifestyle, I must say, um, you, you get to, to enjoy your, your life more because you don't worry so much, uh, financially you have all the, uh, maybe not all, but like you have some financial freedom comparing to, uh, you know, the situation in the Philippines. Although, uh, when I was in the Philippines, uh, because my mom was also working abroad, so uh, she was earning quite um, uh, quite good, quite well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, those people in the Philippines who are who uh, or uh, family families with uh, like at least one working abroad, they're considered as middle class to high class you know uh, level and uh, of course we have, we have, we have a big house we have a car uh, we we have enough money to sustain our living over there um uh, when i was there as well because of, of my mother working abroad uh and now that i am working abroad and i i am earning that much money uh, uh, at this uh, time of my life at, at this age I guess, um, yeah, this is something that I am blessed with. And I would say, like, I, I want to share this to, to, to my people. I want to share this to, to those who, who need it. But uh, I was always thinking, how, you know, how can I help them to make their lives better mm. in a more sustainable way? Mm-hmm. You know, you've been in China for some time. And with COVID, things have changed in terms of like the ease of travel, you know, outside mm. of China. Um, so like being able to go and come, you know, as we freely pleased, like, like, you know, years ago. So how mm. do you deal with missing family and friends and really not being able to see them in the same way that you once did? Yes, actually, um, it, it has been difficult not to uh, be able to travel because mm. I find inspiration, you know, on my paintings when I travel and mm-hmm. I experience new things and when I meet new people. Yeah, or even like uh, seeing family members again. Uh, on the other hand, uh, I have my my children here and my husband here and we're mm-hmm. thinking, yeah, it's best for us to stay here because uh, apparently this is the most uh, safe place in the world mm-hmm. and if we'll go back to the philippines or uh, to europe it will not be the same uh first of all i don't know about uh, uh financial stability over there you know how how to start over again uh if you've been away for such a long time you don't know the market you don't know uh, a lot of things anymore Mm-hmm. So it will be difficult to to start over again mm-hmm. unless you're so well prepared to to you know uh, start over and uh, or not do anything. But for me now, I I'm used to uh, being busy. And my mm-hmm. everyday life is so busy. Um, 
only on holidays that I I get to enjoy myself a little bit. But yeah, because we've been so busy in this past years, uh, you don't miss it. For me, um, I miss I miss uh, my friends and my families. But every time there's a chance that we get to see each other, then then we do it. But mm. also when I'm working, you know, my mind. Uh, is always dragged to many different things. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't really think about it that much at mm-hmm. the moment. I just uh, think that I need to reach the goal and mm-hmm. achieve it and time will come that we will be together again mm-hmm. and time will come that um, things will be better again. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really hoping and praying that everything will be fine soon and that we can uh, somehow you know go see our families and then go back here and, and try to be if we, if we still want to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay and so you know you mentioned your husband's here your children are here so so then what's your definition of home yes exactly so everywhere we we go we just feel at home as well as long as we are all together mm-hmm. and uh, like I said, I'm, I'm very thankful that my husband is very supportive and, and he always also uh, tells me that he feels at home uh, in a way, even though this is not our real home, he mm-hmm. feels at home also in a way because he's with us, he's with me and the children. So mm-hmm. he, he's happy as well. And I feel the same way. So to have that understanding and uh, knowing that uh you 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 feel the same even though we're both you know foreigners here mm-hmm. um yeah it's um uh confirmation that mm-hmm. everything's fine yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay and so we're gonna go ahead and leave it there for today and i really want to thank jensen for taking the time to be interviewed by me on this podcast are we home yet podcast where expats talk about what it's like living abroad and hopefully inspire future expats to also try to live abroad. So with that, I want to say I hope that all of our listeners have a great day as well as you too, Jensen. Have a great day. Have a great day, Clark. Thank you so much again for this wonderful interview. Hope to see you next time. Yeah. Up next is my interview with Shlomo, who is a financial coach who's from Israel and who happened to live in Beijing for a few years. He does something a little bit different, though, now with his family, which he terms as being a slow mad. So they go to another country and they live there for like a month, maybe a couple of months, and then they return back home to Israel. And they find it a really wonderful way to travel and to see a country fully. So tune in. This is a really interesting interview. I hope you enjoyed the show. Remember to hit subscribe and to stay updated, head over to arewehomeyetpodcast.com. I'm Jalila Clark. See you next time.